to say it. I'm actually going to use this podcast as a point. Um, I won't tolerate fucking cyberbullying. I was bullied I as a kid at school, and I fucking hate bullies. Mm-hmm. Um, I like practical jokes, so I, I get that. There's, 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 there's forms of bullying that go too far. And mm-hmm. if you're a keyboard warrior and you need to sit behind a keyboard, and I confronted this, this certain person face to face on behalf of this other creator, and yep. I'll tell you right now that they they cowered when they did it because they said that if you sit behind a keyboard, that sounds and you, right. If you drag down someone else, mm-hmm. um, I won't tolerate. It. I I can't fucking stand bullies, and I called him out, and he had the. The funny thing was he went out on social media after it and started calling me out and he wrote the most perfect summarization of Talking Bread and I am going to use it in a review. <laughs> it, it, it perfectly sums up Talking Bread and how I felt when I wrote this story. So it is the blur. Uh, you know, kudos to him for doing that. For yeah. starters. That was brilliant. But I mean, cyberbullying is, and you were talking about how the world we live in, I, I can't stand bullies, man, and a cyberbully is... Um, up there with the, the, the top, you know, physical, emotional, cyberling is fucked. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Making Lemonade. I am Jordan Morpeth, your host, and this week we have part two of my chat with Mr. Kieran Jack. Uh, I had to split this into two. If you heard, if you haven't heard the first part, I suggest you go back and listen to part one because you might be a little bit confused. You could probably listen to this one on its own, but I recommend you go and listen to part one because it is one the big juicy couple of hours of beautiful chat and illustrators talking the talk, talking shop and talking uh, bread. <laughs> uh, yes, that was that was that pun was intended. Uh, talking purgatory, talking Kickstarters, talking cons, talking all of that. Um, so I suggest you go back and watch part one. But if you've already listened, sorry, listen to part one. But if you've already listened to part one, then what are you doing here? Uh, go go and listen to part two. Um, yes, you can probably hear my blinker right now. I am driving. I'm headed home from work on a Friday afternoon. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, welcome to part two of my chat, uh, Stuck in Purgatory, uh, episode number 22 uh, of my chat with, with Mr. Kieran Jack. Uh, take it away, past Jordan. And I'll be honest. I think I made. I was lucky to make a hundred dollars. I had two issues out. I think I had. I think I had ten prints and two issues out. And I was just like, okay, there's something seriously wrong here because I had one issue out, and I think I made like five hundred dollars at Supernova in Melbourne. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I think I might have had two prints out at that stage. And I was just like, what the fuck's wrong? Like, if I can go to Melbourne and get this much, but Sydney has twice the amount of numbers and twice the amount of guests. I was like, hey, yeah. there's something wrong. That anyway, is... and I was like, and it's always the, the situation where I think, I no, it's not them, it's me. So I was like, well, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. I went home and I pumped out, I, I pumped out a coloring book 
I did um, a shit ton of prints. Yeah. I think I did stickers. Shit. I was working on issue three at the time. Yeah. I started pumping that out. I have to have more content. I have to have more content yeah. to be ready. And then the, I think it was two weeks later, I had I was Comic Con Melbourne. Yeah. And I, I did great. Like, I, I mean, I was it was a great weekend. I, I made a good amount of money to be able to invest back into the, what I was planning. And it was just me moving out of that mindset of like, oh, you know, what can I do differently to build this as a business that's going to be more substantial and it, it worked yeah but it wasn't the fact like drag my feet and going oh yeah I'm bored if you go and I made maybe a hundred dollars it's like well, no, where did you go wrong me. Yeah. Where, did, yeah where did you go wrong yeah what's wrong why are, you, why are you not making any money is it because you're not interacting with the people that are coming past you know I, I, I always I always was very timid to go and talk at her. I've been going to conventions. I think my first one was back in 2006, and that was Armageddon in right. Melbourne. Yeah. And I was very um, timid to very go up and talk to them and talk to indie creators, like I said at the beginning. But if I had someone to say, hey, man, how you doing? Come on over and have a look at my work. Come on yeah. and check it. And I wish I had that. I started because there's every chance I could have been with this earlier down the track than starting it, I feel, as I'm starting it. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like, you've got to, you've got to. It's not about, oh, no one wanted to buy anything. It's like, well, were you interacting with these people? Mm. Were you, were you talking to them? Even if you get the cold shoulder, don't, don't worry about it. Don't like, don't let one person bring your game down. No, no, um, no, not at all. No. If, if sportsmen, they don't, they don't let their spectators bring them down. Yeah, I, I honestly have never, I've never had anyone, like, even on Instagram, believe it or not, I've never had anyone say your stuff shit like I've never like people are so afraid of being told that they're bad but dude that supernova was just the stars did not align for anyone that weekend it was Chris oh, Hemsworth it was the moving of the convention like they moved outside and I'm not afraid to say it either that was a shit convention that was like absolutely moving it out not having any signage Having Chris Hemsworth there, they spent all their fucking money on Chris Hemsworth. God knows how much they spent on him. I heard a rumor that they spent like he's like two hundred k for an hour. So he they had they had to pay two hundred k just to have him there for an hour, and then I think they must have had him for two hours because they had him for half an hour or something like that in the fucking green room, half an hour signing, taking photos, and then half and then an hour at a panel or some shit like that so they just they royally fucked that that weekend up but by this year I think it was much better because they finally got some signage going I think they listened to all of us and finally got it together but yeah I, I had a, that was a shit con too <laughs> I, can well, I, I, I can tell you right now that everyone I spoke to and that was most of the convention they, they had a really bad show the only ones that didn't have a bad show were the actual comic guests yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, it is what it is. Then they like that. I was angry with them for doing what they'd done. Yeah. But at the same time, I was looking at myself, going, "Well, hang on. This wasn't me. What can I do mm. to improve myself? Like, what am I doing? What What am I doing that I should? What am I doing that I shouldn't be doing? And what can I do to improve sales? And it's it goes back around full circle. Yes, this is a hobby. Yes, it's fun. But I'm also treating it as a business because I want to continue doing these things. Yeah. You know, this year I've done twelve, 
and they've been self-sustaining because yeah. they've made money. I've been able to pay for other tables. I've been to pay for all the printing of the prints, all the um, you know fuel. I haven't. I've paid for, out of my own pocket for flights because that's just the way it is. It but just happens, yeah. There's a turning point coming where it starts making profit. Yeah, and that's any good business. Um, they'll start, you, you start. You start. Sorry, you're gonna say. No, I was just gonna say they'll start those. But those flights, your accommodation, it'll start paying itself. Like I think this year for yeah. me as well was the first time that it started paying for itself, and that's yeah. why I didn't push it and I didn't go. I mean, I was gonna go interstate, but then you know we we got pregnant and then so I decided against that this year. But it was probably a good move for me because the you know next year it'll start paying for itself and it'll start being like you said self sustaining and and exactly yeah self preserving yeah and that's what you want and yes. you want it to be yes. you want it that way and I mean it's I can tell you right now I'm about to hit the fourth fourth week of conventions and I am fucking knackered yeah um man amongst amongst the Kickstarter launch as well oh. which I'm kind of feeling that was the icing on the cake um yeah. it's it's been a massive month. Um, yeah, I'm man. looking forward to coming out of I'm glad this last one's only a single day. <laughs> uh, I had contemplated doing Canberra, but I didn't end up getting a table for that one. Okay. Uh, for the Impact Festival. I'm so happy I didn't do that. Yeah, me I'm, too. <laughs> and, I, I'm, you know, I'll be honest, I want to get back into getting Purgatory done because it's creeping up to December and I need to have it finished by then. Oh, Plus, fuck. this one, with, with Invergatory, I'm actually going to, I'm pumping out issue one, but mm. I'm also taking a step back and taking more time with making them. Um, oh, okay. Because it actually means that I've pumped out, I've made four comics this year. Fuck. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty much a comic every three months. Oh, that's crazy, and it, it, it's it's big it's big work, especially when you're doing it all by yourself, apart from the editing. Oh uh, yeah. Um, which I, my lovely wife do that for me because I am not the best with grammar. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> but I can't do anything. I can't do anything. Like I'm a writer, an illustrator, and I'm taking care of building this this little business I've got going, mm. um, building up. So I can't I can't do anything. Grammar's my downfall. It's, it's, I'm happy with that at the end of the day. Fair so enough, I mean, man. yeah, I'm taking a step back next year. I'll be doing less conventions. I'll be doing less comics but that said my content is not going to be about quality it's more going to be about quantity right and I'm going to start building my brand rather than actually because this year was more or less exposure right getting out there getting build a following you know, mm. build a following you know I was lucky enough this year to do two small panels at um, regional conventions oh that's um, good that's really good. At one of one of them this weekend, so I'm oh, really nice. looking forward to talking that, having a chance. Pretty much so similar stuff I've been talking to you tonight about because it's all relevant to the indie community. It's all relevant about getting involved, and if yeah. you want to get into, you really got to take you got to take your own and take a. I can't get words in now. Uh, you got to really take it off your own back and do it. I still can't get my fucking words out. Oh, bro, um, it's all good. Are you sound you sounding? I I completely understand. Um, <laughs> but I mean. That, that's, that's the joy of it, man. It's the, that's the love of it, and that's why I'm still going now. Uh, if, you, if you ask me in a week's time, I'll probably come down with con flu. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fair. All those all those planes and shit as well, man. I'm fucking... Oh, touch, touch wood, I haven't had it this year, so... Oh. Not, actually, no, maybe I did. It's because you've been working no, so hard, man. It's because you just haven't no, had time to. <laughs> I, actually, no, I did. I got it, I 
think I got it in between. I think it was um, Brisbane. Sorry, Supernova, Gold Coast, and uh, Free Comic Book Day. I think uh, I between that, that yeah, week, yeah. and it was my week off as well. Oh, right. So I mean, yeah, it's it is it is what it is. I love doing it. Like I'm just if if this could be my full time job, it, it would be fantastic. Oh but man, it's, it's so much fun. And yeah, you, I don't see you, man, at cons, and you, you have a blast. And oh. you know, I caught up with um, Ryan Lindsay, and he was he always has a blast doing it. And, um, yeah, Austin, Austin's, you know, he's going to have a break for a bit. I was talking yeah. to him, having a break. We always catch up cons. Um, but he's going to do a few of them next year. Okay. Uh, Louis, Louis, you know, Louis, you know, always great to have a chat with Louis and oh, him man. And, you know, how he's going with it all. And he's, you know, he's got some stuff he's working on. Dean, I always talk to Dean Ramkin. He's always good to catch up with. But I mean, there's, there's a good little tight community. There really is, isn't there? That really want to, that, you know, they're all still hustling to make something of this and it, it is it is really hard like look at for instance Dean he was doing Simpsons comics fuck how long has he been doing Simpsons comics for I mean I can't even think of the number but he was doing it for ages and he's he's I think that's all I think Bongo are wrapping it all up now so right. he's doing something else now um it, it's it's a hard game it's not easy by any oh, extent oh no um, no 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 and, and it's 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 not for the faint of heart like yeah, there's a. Wow, you say that, but there are a lot of people there, and they 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 get faint. Wow, there's that's what I mean. There's, I I mean to say, in the sense that as soon as I put myself at like my first couple of cons, like like you, I was very timid and I didn't put myself out there. It's only been in the last couple of years that I've really put myself into that community and made myself another face in that community and, you know, met you and met Jackson and people like Rui and Cam and Austin and all those people. And really, um, it's, it is a very supportive community and it's a very, um, but there's a lot of those outsiders, the, those outsiders that do complain and they don't, they don't really go out and, and if you're going to do a con, you need to make friends. You absolutely need to, because there's so many people out there that will, that will help to push you forward, that'll give you inspiration, that'll, you know, that'll check up on you and, you know, that can give you feedback. If you need. I always tell people, you know, anyone, if you want, I'm not the most amazing artist, I'm no Jim Lee, but if you want feedback and if you think that my stuff is better than yours, give me, you know, give me your stuff right now, right on the spot, show me, let me know. And if, you, if you're willing to hear it, I will tell you where I think you can get better. And where so I think... you, you did it yourself at the, yeah, at the last Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you, you did it. And I was like, whoa, that's a fucking, that was a gutsy move. It man. was, man. Like, and I... you know what? It hurt. It hurt talking to Summer Eva and Yarden, but it was worth it. It was so worth it because, like, I, I didn't, I didn't love that con. I came out of that con, but I've come out of that con, and you saw me this weekend. I came out of that con so much stronger and so much better and so ready for anything that comes my way that I need to first and foremost enjoy a convention like yes you need to make money yes you need to um, you know pay your table off make a following but the first thing you need to be doing is like you said get the fuck off your phone stand up and have a chat with people and put because you're selling yourself as well as your art most of the time when it comes to that 
And I'll tell you straight out now, I'm not doing commissions anymore at conventions. As really? I, I'll, I might do a rare one, yeah. but um, I won't be doing commissions anymore because I like we're, we're about to have a child and... Oh, yeah. Congratulations, gonna, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Claire, Claire's not going to be there as much. She's always been with me at the convention, so it's yeah. always been good having her there. If there is a con- there is a commission, I can kind of work on that while she's selling. Yeah, and seems the same. So that's, that's, that's pretty much game over now for the time being. Yeah. And I can't... I mean, I might do one or two, but I, I don't want to have my head down in the paper the whole day. It's, yeah. And I, I feel as though I can't give them the same time and effort into a commission because I'm too busy talking to people as well yeah. as I could sitting here at home right now doing a commission. Yeah, it's a, ca- which... a catch-22. I, I try to yeah. make sure, I try to limit it to one a day, like yeah. at the con, um, but if you want one, I'll often tell people, you know, I'll take it home. Because yeah, well, yeah, that's that's another great way of doing it. I can take it if you come back tomorrow. By all means, I'll be here again tomorrow, so you can come and pick it up then. Yeah. But I don't want to be doing this. And I, I always, I'm pretty honest about it. Like I'll tell them, I don't want to give you something that's half-hearted rather yeah. than being full-hearted. And I, and straight up, I'll tell them it's going to probably cost you a bit more if I do it at home, and yeah. I'll send it out to you. Yeah. But I'd be more happy with giving you a product that I feel is properly done. Of course. Um, commission, like stuff like commission covers on the spot, I, they're, they're so quick and easy to do. Yeah, yeah, that's not a problem. Yeah. But doing a commission with someone, like I had someone in Brisbane come up and ask me to do a storefront Shit. of a shop they used to own with the with them as actual cartoon characters. And I was like... Oh, uh, yeah, that's client work. And I was like, listen, that's a pretty costly um, exercise. I said, yeah. I'm happy to do it outside of a convention, but... I, can't say that I'd give you a quality product at a con. And time too. That that yeah. kind of projects, you know, there's probably about four hours work just setting easily. all that up. Yeah, easily. It's, and then there's inking. So I was like, yeah. So there's there's things that I'm coming out of this year going. I'm not doing that next year because I can't I can't do it. I physically can't do that anymore. Yeah, of course. And, and that's the thing. You're always evolving what you're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Um, I want this weekend. I'm doing something. Oh, no, no, go. Finish what you're saying, sorry, man. <laughs> I was going to say, this weekend I'm actually doing something a little bit different. I'm going to actually have a little centre table oh, yeah? that will have a big piece of um, um, cardboard on, and I'll actually be doing illustrations all over that. So I'll be scribbling, doing little scribbles throughout the day just to get people intrigued in what I'm doing and my oh, style. No. So no. It's like, it's, it's, I think that's a kind of something different. Like, it's easier to do with two tables than it would be with one, yep. but it's something to get people on board and going, hey, what's he doing? And then they'll come over. It's like Hopefully live that's art. Kind of, well, yeah, they're kind of seeing my style as I'm quickly doing it, and that's right. the kind of that's you know, where the graffiti yeah. part comes out of me. It's quickly be able to sketch something out. It's not perfect, yeah. but yeah, it kind of draws people in and kind of oh, nice gets them to interact. Yeah. Did you did you used to do graffiti art? Have or have uh, you done, dabbled? I I, I, dab, I did dabble in. I'm not going to go too far into it. Okay, fair uh, enough. Because yeah, there was. Pretty, it's pretty scary. Um, I did a little bit back in when I was starting to get back into illustrating. I think it was 2011, 2012. Okay. Uh, um, back in Melbourne. Yep. Uh, used to live in Melbourne. But I used to be a baker for everyone that didn't realise that from the talking bread. But oh, there were nights now when I used to jump out before work and go and do a little bit of, a little bit of work and yep. do a little bit of graffiti. And it was, um, yeah, it's pretty scary. Um, I wouldn't recommend it. Very much. I'm talking about the people that come after you when you're graffiti. Oh. Um, 
Right, yeah, so right. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, fair enough. I dabbled in a little bit of it and I will probably never do it again unless I'm getting paid for it. Just start it again. So, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I decided to legitimise it going to actual Google books. Yeah, yeah. So that's where it kind of that's kind of where it's started, man. I was doing a little bit of that and realizing I really enjoyed doing the art. And that's where I kind of, in 2011, I think it was about the stage, I was like, I want to get back into doing illustrations and shit. Okay, so cool. Because I, I knew some people on the inside that did it and um, the areas to do it, not to do it. And, right. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of people out there that will try and, like, offices and stuff that will try and stop you from doing it, so. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would, I'd, I mean, if you want to do graffiti, definitely practice it. Um, at home, <laughs> place candle. Well, yep. that too. Yeah, I did it at home with it too. On just random bits of shit that I had pulled from, you know, hard waste and stuff. Okay. But if you want to do it, I'd highly recommend you know contacting a cancel and seeing if they're doing anything because there yeah. is, it's it's an art form that is becoming more exposed and legitimised. Yeah, it's it's becoming legitimised. There are there's always going to have that street. Thuggery to it. I'm going to call it street thuggery. Thuggery. That to it. <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, but I mean, that's where I've kind of stemmed all this from. Was, you know, I took the break from drawing when I was a teenager and I've come back into it as an adult with graffiti and kind of building it that way and doing a little bit here and there. And, okay. Um, and it's funny because a lot of people come up to my booth and like, oh, you, your style is so unique. You've got, like, it's almost like a graffiti. And it's like, well, I used to do a little bit of it. So yeah. I don't. I don't into that too much because it's it is it was, it was a pretty it's pretty scary actually when I come pretty. back and think I was like it's, it's a risk you're, you're taking a big risk oh, yeah. especially get caught yeah um, oh because which, it, is, it is at the end of the day it is unless it's commissioned it is an illegal it's illegal like it's in, yeah. in most in most uh, countries and states it is illegal and you're yeah. you're you're running the risk of getting arrested you're running the risk of you know even doing it in the wrong place with the wrong people, there might be other other artists around that are a little little dodgier than you are, and yeah, it's Very definitely real, yes, yes, yes. There's, it's a ver- there's a very real risk with it, but yeah, that's is yes, that's the real side of it. So yeah, yeah, I mean that's it's, it's all come around full circle, and yeah. so I can tell you that I've been talking to a few cancers around the area about doing some artwork. Oh, nice. Um, nice. So fingers crossed that kind of come comes through for me because I'd really like to be able to do something legitimate. That's really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's where it's at. It's all, <laughs> it's all, it's all coming up in your house. Yeah, sure is, man. Um, before I leave you, so you said before I really wanted to talk to you about religion. Um, I haven't spoken to anyone about religion on this uh, podcast, but I'm not afraid to do so because this isn't a podcast necessarily... That's specific to anything. A lot of it, a lot of comic book stuff comes up. A lot of, I have a lot of illustrators on here, yes, because that's what I do. Um, but you know, as creators, we have we have thoughts about things. We have we kind of have to like to be to be to do what we do as creatives. Not unlike actors or um, writers, we all kind of need to have our finger on the pulse. And you know, you said. Well, I was actually speaking to Jen about this, and she 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 predicted it correctly. She said because she was raised Catholic, she comes from a, a big Irish Catholic family, and she um, she said to me, I, "I bet you that Kieran." She said, "Is Kieran Catholic?" I said, "I actually don't know. I think I know that he's very punk rock, but um, 
I, I, he may very well be. And do you want to talk a little bit about? Uh, you don't have to go into too much detail, but let's talk a little bit about kind of because it sounds like in purgatory is kind of like your version of dogma, like. Yeah, I think it's 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 if you yeah, it's kind of you're reflecting of dogma. Um, it may be a little bit of preacher in there as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think more the piss taking of the idea of religion, um, especially Catholic Catholicism. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's 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 a funny story because if you go back, like if you go back to two thousand three, um, it was around two thousand five. Yeah. It was. I was raised in a Catholic family, and they were very Catholic. You know, you go to church on a Saturday. And I always questioned, like, I, I dragged my feet, man. I used to drag my family. Fucking go to church. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I feel as though there was nothing there. Like, you go and sit and kneel and sit and kneel. And, and I, yeah. I didn't feel like they say you're supposed to feel the, the presence of the Lord. And, yeah. and it's just, there's nothing there. I was like, like that, that doesn't, it's not right. Why am I, what are we, why yeah. am I giving up, why am I giving up my Saturday evening yeah. to go there first thing? Especially yep. as a, you know, from fucking a young kid to a, I think it was about 14, 14 15 when I denounced my faith. Yeah. And I think, yeah, 15, maybe 16. Yeah, it was probably 16. And yeah, there was an incident in my life where my one of my very close friends lost his father. He was murdered. And Shit. I kind of, I had, a, I had a, it was a bit of an epiphany. I was like, hang on. This is a good person. Why was he taken? I questioned it, hmm. and throughout, and so I was like, I, I, I can't, I can't follow this this faith that believes that good people, you know, are taken away like that. There's no such thing as a heaven. There's no such thing as a god that would take away good people, and there was no such thing as a yeah. an all powerful thing. That's just it's 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 a fictional story. It has to be. There's no such thing. There's, there's otherwise, bad things wouldn't happen to people. Yeah, and you know there were there were events throughout our you know, our lifetime that it happened and you're like, well, how does this happen? Why are those people being taken away? Anyway, so as I continued to grow and I had some friends come out that they were gay, I had some issues with um, my, my my relatives, my parents, oh. so the fact that they were, they were unaccepting of it, they're like, oh, they're not gay, they're just, they're confused. I'm like, no, hang on, they've the got faith. feelings. Yeah, and yeah. they've got feelings for it person that yeah. may not be a female or it may not be a male but it's the same sex how is that how is that wrong how is that 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 wrong to you like yeah. like i don't see a problem with that if they would if they want to it's a it's a free will they yeah. can they can love they can be with whoever they want to be with mm. and um yeah and yet again it really it really it, i think that's what ignited the fire of my um my angst towards my, my I don't know, this is a very strong word, hate. It's my hate towards religion. Okay. And I think I started looking at it from a different aspect of, you know, there was wars going on, um, you know, yeah. wars overseas, there there was, you know, political wars and it was just it was all these little things that I started you kinda of, your eyes are opened and you look at it and you're like, Holy fuck, there's all, there's so much going on in the world right now and it all comes back to one thing and yeah. it's religion. Mm. And then I started looking at it from a political point and how, especially now in what's going on in Australia at the moment with our political system and how, you know, that all these all these politicians are supposed to be leading us, they're all religious. And it's like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Like, how what's that got to do with running a country? Yeah. What's that got to do with, yeah, what's that got to do with running a country? And it shouldn't, and two things that shouldn't have mixed, and it's been said for a long time, is politics and religion. Oh. And yet, like, all around the Western world, it's it's politics and religion. Yeah. So and it's 
and I, I was just like, oh, this, this is fucked. I, I feel as though all this stuff is on my chest. And I talked to my wife about it, and she's very much, um, she's got a science background, so okay. um, very much the same mind. So we believe in science and the things that science can do, and there are a lot of things that religion stops people from doing that's science-based, like uh, tra- blood transfusions. Yep. For instance, there are certain religions that will not need to have a blood transfusion because yep. it's not it's not a part of the religion. They feel as though it's um, anti-sacrament to what they believe in. So... Yeah, I mean, there's all these little things, and you look into it deeper, and you're like, how, how, how can people believe this folly? It's just, uh, it's a, it's, you know, some people call it the the greatest fictional story that, okay, where's it, greatest fictional story ever written? Yeah, and that goes back to the Bible, and uh-huh. and you read, and I, and I recently, read, like I said at the start of the podcast, I've recently read parables from the Bible, and it's just made you sick. It's it's that, and it's next to reading Harry Potter. <laughs> it's like reading, right. you know, yeah, there's, yeah. there's stuff going on there. You're like, is this is this a wizard story? Am I reading about wizards? Yeah, this fucking Moses um, built a Moses built a. <laughs> my my thing was always like that. F- Jesus Christ, God was like he was vicious in the first testament. Like that is not an all loving God. That is a hateful, hateful creature. And it's 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 funny because you read this. The, well, I was raised with the New Testament more so, but yeah, the, um, oh yeah, it's it's very much altered and it's lightened to the ideas of that age. Like you know the you know between the nineteen fifties to the to now, it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, they call it the downfall of Western civilization, but it's not. It's just, just the, the times have changed. Yeah, um, and it's you know the, the religion they reckon is is going on the down, yep. but at the same time it's still very it's very very powerful tool to use. You know, and people can have people can have um, faith in characters and beliefs. Like we are in an industry called comic books, and there are superheroes, and yep. people idolize these characters. Like fuck, I grew up reading Batman comics, and I I idolize this character. Um, up in front, up until uh, Justice League. <coughs> but, I mean, that's um, people have these these worshiping and idolizing these characters, and that can be used as a tool. And people can say, "Well, you follow a comic comic book character and you idolize this character. Would you say that that's your god?" Well, no, no. it's a fictional character that's been created. Like we know yep. the difference. The difference between a fictional character and a book that you're stating is the it actually happened. Yeah. Um, you know, someone died and, and rose. Yeah. The seventh day. It's like that, that's 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 a zombie. That's a zombie film, right yes. there. Yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, yep. there's, there's there's stuff you can look at it. And like it's, yep. it's fiction. Day of the Dead. Um, yeah. And I mean. Uh, I get, I get, I get what you mean with this, um, with the character. Like my father, my father was raised Catholic, and I was, I was not raised Catholic because my mother is a nurse. So we yep. were raised around. Um, she's a Healing. nurse. Yes, we were raised around science with a scientific sensibility. Now, but my yep. father always raised us with a Catholic sensibility as well. In that, there was no going to church. There was no God. There was no Jesus. There was, this is the Bible. There was tolerance, though, in our household. There was kindness. There was tolerance. There was um, an understanding of, 
other races of how we had a very good understanding of homosexuality. We had a very good understanding of sex. Um, they said they raised us the questions that we asked, they would just answer. And, you know, so for instance, we asked, what is a, what is a condom? We would answer, they would answer that question. And if it, what, there was no follow-up question, then they just move on with the day. So we were raised in a very open household um, because my father was raised by in the 60s and 70s by with a Catholic mother, and he found it very you know quite difficult to um, to be raised that way. He didn't want to raise us that way. So coming into my my partner's family was very shocking to me because they. They are very, very conservative. Like, I mean, there's certain... She's got 12 siblings, so they vary. Some of them aren't and some of them are. Um, but her parents in particular are quite conservative. And, you know, I, I respect them. Um, however, there's, it's very old world. And it's very... Um, probably it's very similar to the way you were raised. And I can understand where they come from. And I, I've never been able to understand religion any more than when I met them. And I'm getting a real understanding from people who go to mass every single day, um, who are at church seven days a week, sometimes twice a day. Um, that's their life. But I'm living a. I'm who a, does that? Uh, who has time to do that? I mean, that's that's dedication. Like that's serious I mean, commitment. There's something to be learned about the commitment at the very least, and the discipline to do that is is just phenomenal to me. But there's. But I mean. It, you don't even have to look at you don't have to look at Catholicism, Catholicism, Catholicism. Catholicism. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Um, the guy that's writing a story about the Bible um, <laughs> can't get his fucking words out. Um, but I mean, it's not even that, man. Scientology. Yep. It's, um, Scientology was L. Ron Hubbard. He was he he was a science fiction what? writer. <laughs> I mean, Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, I'm not. I'm not tearing anyone down. No. Um, I'm just. It's. It's my take. It's how I feel about the the way the world is and how we we perceive the idea of um, religion. It's how we perceive the idea of death. Yep. Um, I've got. I've, I've got I'm. I'm very distant from my family now as an old as an uh, adult. And right. I, my family doted on death a lot. You know, you, they're not here for a long time, and they're gonna. And it's like you can't, you can't live that way. You, and this may be a bit of a piece of me saying, still living in the past by saying that living in the moment. Um, yep. I feel as you can't, you can't dote on that kind of shit because fuck, I could walk out in front of a bus tomorrow and get hit. Yeah, you know? without you even knowing. Like, yeah. I, I could, I could aneurysm. It could be anything. It could yep. be a slip in the shower. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah, tell us all the time, man. It's, it's exactly. It's yeah. like, you can't go to that kind of shit yeah. because everyone's going to die. We're all going to die. Yeah. So that's where like in purgatory is kind of stem from. It's it's a lot of angst, emotion towards the ideas of death and religion. Yeah. Um, okay. And, and I mean, from the get go, um, the underground, you're going to come into it. It's going to be a place that it's not heaven. It's not hell. There are such things as demons because there are evil people, there are bad things, there are good people, but it's all one place. It's not yep. determined by what you've done in your previous life. It's one place, everything is. There are going to be demons in it because the 
personification of demons in the Bible is hilarious. Um, I've done research on certain demons. There's there's the sex demon. Um, yeah. And I am going to is that the is that the Jewish sex demon, or have you have you heard of the Jewish masturbation demon? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I won't go into too much detail because we yeah. might. We might upset yeah. some people, but you know we're already halfway through these conversations. I'm sure we've already. Yeah, so there are, there are demons that are really like you read the Dead Bible. There's some really fucked up demons, and it's kind of the fear mongering. Like they're yep. making them to be worse than what they yes. are. Yes. Yes. Yep. And that was and that was yes. a, that was that came from a time where people where, where church and state were the same. There was no government. Yes. The church was the government. The church yeah. was making the laws. The church was trying to keep people in line it's not dissimilar to the way we get advertisements from the government about certain politicians it's not dissimilar to the way in modern society where we're pulling things down to bring things up like to to really and it was a time where fear-mongering needed to happen as well because it was a time where raping and pillaging was happening so you need to kind of um and someone said this to me about the the old testament that you, they need like even if you know, safe, safer arguments say God existed and God sent a, a plague upon all all men, or He sent the flood upon all men. Um, in the in the Old Testament, He needed to do this. Is what was told to me was He needed to do this because these were savages. These were not complex human beings. The time period, the only way to get through to them was to really hit them with something that really struck. Whereas nowadays, all you'd have to do is shut down the internet. Like if, if God really wanted to stop human, humans from being assholes, shut down the internet and maybe, I don't know, drop a couple, like have a couple of school shootings, for instance. And I'm not saying that that's a good thing, but there, it would have to be a lot. What I'm trying to say is it would have to be a lot smaller because we're a lot more complex and, we need, and, and to get an understanding of the wrath of, of God and... and, and um, I can't remember where I started with this, but you you kind of you kind of see what I mean. No, I I, I totally get what you're saying, and it's you know I, I find myself going on tangents sometimes about about the idea of religion um, to my wife, and yeah, we we have we have great talks about you know the idea of it and what it means, and we mm. she's she's the one that's editing these comics, so yep. she's getting a first hand what. It, what I my, my my angst towards and how I feel about these things. Yeah. Of so yeah, it, it's 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 um it's good to talk about, it. and I feel like especially writing like talking bread for me was it was um it was on the fly pretty much. Yep. Whereas I feel in purgatory, I'm really, I'm really coming around crafting my storytelling. I'm really thinking about what I'm writing. I'm research, and the best thing you can do for a comic is research. Yeah. Um, definitely. So I'm taking the time to build this one up. Um, there are going to be subjects that are going to be uh, awkward. Uh, there is one issue that I have planned out that does have rape in it. Um, okay. Okay. It's, it's 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 a very it's a very hot topic at the moment. Um, yep. Yep. But it's it's interesting because I kind of I want actually want to have my partner write it. The actual part because it's a female character and I can't I can't I can't understand what it's like to be a female no not at all and be pressured and, and it's not she doesn't know what it's like in that sense but I've got a friend who actually works uh, with these kind of situations so I've got a bit of insight and she's going to give me a bit more insight into what the situations evolve and what happens and how those people feel after but there's there's 
research and is kind of looking at it from another perspective and going, okay, well, these kind of situations happen yeah. in the real world. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that it kind of, it's not just a silly, dark humour comic yeah. book. It also, it, it, it can be the those things, but it also, it also can be a, some, a subject that touches upon these issues of like, oh, hang on, that's actually a really strong subject. Yeah. Uh, um, you need to, and, and look, there's, in the world that we live in right now, and I'm going to make a disclaimer, and I'm really disappointed that I need to make this disclaimer, but this is the world we live in right now. We are not here to, to pull anyone's faith down. We're not trying to, we have our own opinions, and we have every right to discuss how we feel about these things. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and anyone I've spoken about, I am not trying to disrespect um, I just don't agree. And it's okay not to agree with people. And I completely understand. Serenade, Ben, there is so much in that. Like, I went hard. I don't know if you've, if you've had a look at it yet, but next time I see you, I'll have to show you. There, quite literally five pages in, there is a sex scene. And I knew, and I've had people, um, conservatives that I know, that have read this book, and they were a little bit put off by it. But I knew it was. But I disclaimed it myself, and I said, if you want to read my book... You have to read it in full because my book came from a place where I was in um, quite a de- quite a depressed state. Um, I was having issues with uh, you know sexual addictions, and I was just going through becoming a man really. And there was a lot that was on my mind, and there was a lot like I started writing it after I came out of high school, and there was a lot that really was the world was just hitting me really hard, and I was you know I've always been quite a sensitive person. And it was really, I couldn't deal with it. And to deal with it, I sat down and I wrote a comic book. And I wrote a character that, I, that was similar to my personality, but much stronger and a little darker um, in, and could deal with those taboos, but often dealt with them in a, in a negative way in that there was a, there's a sense of humor to the character. But a lot, once, once I finally get this out there, there's a lot of I, I touched on a few of those things as well in my book, and I've touched on rape. I've touched on you know it's, it's subtle. Uh, if you read between the lines, that's what I'm trying to tell you. But there's there's some stories in there in in my book, and I'm really glad that you're doing it as well. And you're gonna get like having religion, even just touching on religion, especially in a modern world. You're you've you've delved into a place that most people wouldn't dare delve into, but that needs to be delved into because we're in a place right now in my opinion where even if you and I were sitting here and I was I I was more religious and I didn't agree on you know you having those kinds of things in your um in your book it's it's okay like it's okay that no that people don't agree with you and you can still be friends with people that you don't agree with but we've gotten to a point now where we're all, it's all tribalism, it's all this side and that side, it's religious or not, it's left wing, it's right wing, it's whatever it is, it's, it's Batman or Superman, it's Marvel or, it's always, everything has to be divided these days. And touching on these things, and like you said at the start of the podcast, touching on these issues, um, doing, getting really, really delving into the taboo, um, is what this industry does. It's what this medium does. Where it, it, it came from a place where we needed, we, like something else needed to exist to help people get through a really dark time in human history. 
and it has always been there since for people to help to help exactly. people express themselves and get through a very dark time in human and I think we're in a place right now where I'm very happy to be alive but also very concerned <laughs> that we have got we have, the pendulum has swung so far that we're getting to an old worldly um, yeah, like this tribalism side versus side, and I, I think religion plays a very big part in that. And unfortunately, like you said, I don't know why religion and politics have to go hand in hand. It's something that we need to move on from, and we need to really let go of. I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, and recently, I've just even experienced cyberbullying. Um, Fucking hell. <laughs> and I mean, this 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 wasn't personally me. This was some of one of my good friends. He actually had it happen to him mm-hmm. um, from a previous previous artist. I'm not going to name names, but right. I'm going to say I'm actually going to use this podcast as a point. Um, I won't tolerate fucking cyberbullying. I was bullied I as a kid at school, and I fucking hate bullies. Mm-hmm. Um, I like practical jokes, so I, I get that. There's there's there's, there's forms of bullying that go too far. And mm-hmm. if you're a keyboard warrior and you need to sit behind a keyboard, and I confronted this this certain person face to face on behalf of this other creator, and yep. I'll tell you right now that they they cowered when they did it because they said that if you sit behind a keyboard, that sounds and you, right. If you drag down someone else, mm-hmm. um, I won't tolerate it. I, I can't fucking stand bullies, and I called him out, and he had the. The funny thing was he went out on social media after it and started calling me out and he wrote the most perfect summarization of Talking Bread and I am going to use it in a review because <laughs> it, 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 it perfectly sums up the Talking Bread and how I felt when I wrote this story. So it is the blur. Uh, you know, kudos to him for doing that. For yeah. starters. That was brilliant. But, I mean, cyberbullying is... And you were talking about how the world we live in, I, I can't stand bullies, man, and a cyberbully is... Um, up there with the, the the top, you know, physical, emotional cyberbullying is fucked. And yeah. This, yeah. This certain artist, um, he is. Um, when I called him out in this situation, he fucking cowed like a little bitch. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 I will. I'm just going to quickly he, make a note of that. This, yeah. This person was a very, very, very nasty piece of work and I've put him back in his place but I mean I can't I just there's no need for it like and it goes back to what we were talking about at the start there's no need for this kind of negativity that goes in the community it's oh especially from especially from a community that should know better like everyone in this community most of us are where we are most of us are in this community because a lot of us did get bullied it's you know unfortunately it's pretty safe to assume that nine out of ten people that are at a convention or even working a convention have dealt with bullying firsthand because because that's just what it is it's just kind of unfortunately it does but that's just what it is if you're a comic book fan you know you've probably been bullied maybe not now i don't know what it's like to be at school now like it seems like we're getting a lot more cool kids coming to cons and and because of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because of movies like The Dark Knight, because of, you know, comic books is really starting to become part of the zeitgeist and part of the mainstream that I think it, it's kind of dulling down and, and being a comic book fan is actually cool now, which is really it's, good for business. It's really it's, great for our community. And it's really... It's 
There's Sorry. a massive underlying problem, though. There's a poison within the actual community, like, and it goes beyond the creators. It goes actually to the fans as well, where you have fans cracking the shits over situations like um, Rose from, for example, Rose from oh, the last goodness sake. She had to deactivate her account. I mm. mean, that kind of that kind of poison from the keyboard. Oh, players, that's so disgusting. And that, that's, the, that's the stuff that I really can't tolerate. Now. That is, no, I can't either. That's absolutely that's, disgusting. And any time anyone's ever tried, you know, one of my favorite comedians is Chris D'Elia because he's the kind of person that he'll always say, and I don't know if you followed Chris D'Elia, but I highly recommend it to anyone. He has a podcast. He's a fucking hilarious comedian. But also, he's one of those people that online, he has this compulsion, and he always says he has this compulsion where... He cannot leave cyberbullying alone. Like, he cannot leave a troll lie. Um, And he said it's to his detriment, but he he became more famous unintentionally by putting... What's his fucking name? The the kid that did the suicide... Jake Paul. He put Jake Paul in his place. And then Jake Paul actually turned and became a fan of Chris D'Elia because he was such a little bitch about... Like... And he has put so many people in place, and that's one person that I can recommend to people, and that's one person I've seen, and I completely agree with 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 you on cyberbullying, and I don't tolerate it either. If I ever see, um, if I have ever have an issue with somebody, I bring it straight to them. I will, yes. and if I ever yes. feel like I've done anyone wrong, if I ever feel like I've copied someone, anything like that, I I have brought it to them, and I have had success with that because honesty. And being kind to people, because I feel like if someone, I feel like I'd want someone to come to me if that happened. Like if exactly, I don't want to feel like when I go to a convention or when I'm online and I every time I post something, no one wants to feel like as soon as you comment on something, just because it's not the norm that you know, and you you really need to own the fact that like you do it. I try to do it as best as I can to own the fact that no, my thought process is even normal. It's not. It's not clicky. It's not part of what everyone else thinks. Not what I'm doing is what I want to do. I'm not. Yes. I'm not chasing trends. I stopped. I started doing it last year, and I realised that I was doing too much of it. I was chasing too many trends, and it was getting way too out of hand. It was making me miserable. I wasn't selling. I wasn't hitting the pin. I was trying to to be on top of it way too much. And it really didn't, it didn't help. Like it, it, and it made me feel miserable. And doing what I wanted to do, really, really just, I've, I haven't been happier. Yeah, no, that's it, man. You gotta, you, gotta, you gotta have fulfillment, you gotta have enjoyment, you gotta have positivity in this process because if you're not, if you're negative and you're being the poison in the, in the group, then it's just, it just makes, it makes it hard, man. Oh. And I, like, dealing with this, this cyberbully, I was, um, I was it kind of dredged up a lot of personal feelings I had from bullying and I was just like holy shit like that's that's been nested away for so long and it, it kind of like it felt good to put him back in his place yeah. like confront him head on yeah um, and dealing with the head on is I feel is and the same and I would expect it to be called out if I had done something like that I yeah. would expect yeah definitely man yeah and um 
Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it was it was a bad experience to go through for the person at hand, but we've come out the other side, and I mean, it's it's good to call them out and do that. So yeah, 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 definitely, man. And, and I mean, I've I've made a point myself. I thankfully I haven't had to do it very much, but I have had to do it on a couple of occasions. In that, if I even hear someone saying something that is just morally and just repulsive. I have to say, like, I can't, I can't leave it lie. Like, I heard this kid, and I'll never, I'm not going to repeat this here. I'll never. It was just this kid in line at a club one night near near where I, I used to live, said this absolutely repulsive thing because he was waiting in the men's line and there was a women's line that was moving faster, and that had always been the case at this club. This was my local club. This is what you do. He must have been a young. He was a younger kid, so he was new. And I decided never to go to this club again, like just to avoid this club on a Friday night anymore because I just had enough of it. But this kid yeah. said this absolutely repulsive thing about being a woman, um, how he would have gotten in because he said, I just, I can't even say it because it makes me sick. And I sat there and I was like, if this kid says one more thing, I'm going to fucking say something to him. And he did. And I turned around and I said to him, mate, who do you think you are? And he kind of stunted and it, and it put him in his place. And I said a few things. I said, look, he was with a big grip and I was all on my own. And I was like, oh, there was a moment where I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say something because there's a big group there and rah, rah, rah. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. No, because nothing's going to change if if these small things just, we just leave things like this. Like if the average citizen just leaves some shit like this, nothing's, this is why people think they can get away with shit online. This is where cyberbullying and bullying comes from. But that... That is not how I was right. You do not say... I don't care if you're with your mates or not. You do not say that kind of thing about women. What he no. said. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you later what he said because it was fucking horrible and I don't want to say it on here. Um, no, but, that's fair And just said to him, and I said, mate, but, like I wasn't even aggressive. I just said like, what's your problem? Like who broke your heart? Like what's... And, and his friends kind of were like, didn't expect it. And I was like, look, mate, please just do me a favor and don't say something like that in public ever again because that's repulsive and I know you didn't mean that because I can see in your face you seem like a pretty decent kid um, he didn't look like a he didn't look like a rat bag at all he was a you know rich kid from from Richland uh, where I live so I knew full well he wasn't some sort of you know little little welfare kid so I just was like you look like a decent kid man just please do do yourself a favour and don't say something like that again because that's exactly, repulsive. Yeah. Like that's absolutely yeah. And the kid was kind of like, oh, I was like, and I just turned around and went on with my day. And I was like, yeah. you know, you've got to, you've got to kind of, you can't let that shit lie. And it's really good that you, I'm really glad that you, you know, kind of put this person in their place. And so because well, it's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's not, I won't, I won't tolerate No matter who it is, man. I don't, I don't care if you're a, uh, a well-established artist and people putting you down for your artwork. It's, it's not on. I don't, I, this whole barricade of blocking people out, you know, it's just, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't fly with me at all. So, yeah, yeah that was, that was interesting. I thought I, I wanted to bring that up without naming names and pointing fingers because yeah. I don't want to be that person. But I was like, I need, I need to bring this up because it's, it's fucking, it's so relevant in yeah. this world. Yeah. Um, there's, but yeah, so. there's, this, there's just this idea that, and it's, it's kind of, unfortunately, it's, it's rolling over into reality itself that because everyone has social media, social media gave average people a voice that they didn't ever have. 
in a community that they would have never found, ever, pre-social media, pre-the internet, right? And it began with the forums and then it became Facebook and MySpace and, and Instagram and Twitter and so on and so forth. But it's rolling, rolled over into reality where everybody thinks that their opinion is the most important opinion. And it's, it's fucking swung us into a very dangerous place. Like, where we're not holding each other accountable anymore. And we're not and being responsible. But it goes back to the full circle of, like, what I said before about me. Like, personally, I was sick of DC Comics. And yeah. rather bitch and whine about it, I was like, hang on, I don't have to. I don't, no, you I don't, don't. have no. to be a part of this. And there's, and there's fucking forums and Facebook pages that are binging and bitching about the rebooting and all that. And I was like, I don't, I, I, I chose not to be a part of that. I chose to step away from that problem. Yeah. And do something else. Like, mm. you don't have to be there and bitch and moan and whinge no. and cry. I, I, another example, another perfect example that's the poison in the, the, nerd, the nerd culture is that the Star Wars movie. Like, oh. the latest Star Wars movie. It's not everyone's cup of tea. Cool. I walked out. I walked out of a question. I was like, that, that wasn't really my Star Wars movie. Yeah. But I didn't jump online and put down... Um, Help to shut down an Instagram account. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't shut. I didn't do that to the, that that character of Rose, or I didn't mm. do that to Daisy Riley or Mark no. Hamill. No, I was just like, well, that's not my Star Wars. No. I grew up with the different Star Wars. I grew up with Jar Jar Binks. But even on on that account, man, Disney and and Star and Lucasfilm weren't very very graceful about that either. They were putting exactly. shit up on their on their on their Instagram of cups full. You know, they had mugs in their hands that said "Fanboys Tears." Like that's not how you deal with that. I don't agree no. with that. That's disgusting. That's actually, that's bringing yourself, that you are a corporation and you are bringing yourself down and when corporations are doing that, what fucking hope do we have? Like, that is really, you don't do that. You no. do and, not do and, that. Like, a situation like when you're, when you're like myself, people don't like to talk about bread. I'm just like, well, you don't have to read it, dude. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's not, the fanboy tier thing I think was a bit far. Like, I was yeah, saying, I was like, oh, that's, so that's, you're just, you're just yeah. you're baiting him pretty much. You don't yeah, want to fake them. Yeah. You just want to let them go. Like, who cares? You made your money back. But I mean, something like that, you know, it's not... A situation like that, it's not like we're forcing the Daniel throat. Um, no, no, no. Another prime example was Justice League. I didn't enjoy that. But no. I didn't go out of the theatre going, fuck Ben Affleck, I'm going to, you know, push him off social media or fuck Gail Dog or Zack Snyder. Um, it, it's, it's not... It's not that we're getting this stuff forced in our throat, you have a choice. And yep. if you don't want to be part of it, step away. Don't go to the fucking step movie. Step away. Or, <laughs> or don't go to the movie. Or don't read that comic. Or don't, yeah, don't go agree. to that convention because it hasn't got... But don't be a part of the problem of, yeah. I'm going to go on social media and yeah. I'm a keyboard warrior. It's, don't it's don't add to the cauldron of, of, of exactly. venom. And, um, yeah, I completely yeah, agree. That, and unfortunately, so, yeah. the ripples, the ripple effects of a, of a Last Jedi... It affects a Han Solo movie. And you know what, man? I completely think that Han Solo, that, that Solo standalone was one of the best Star Wars movies ever made. And nobody went and saw it. It was fantastic. It was a, it was a fun movie. I'll, yeah. I'll admit, I, I really enjoyed it. I was very anxious going, I was like, oh, how's this going to be? Is this going to be you know, the, the final nail in the coffin for me for Star Wars? And yeah. I walked out thoroughly enjoying that, unlike yeah. with The Last Jedi. But I didn't, I didn't, like, even, I didn't think I posted about Last Jedi. I think I just, 
I just like oh, I talked to a few few mates and seen it, and they're like, oh, what do you think? I was like, oh, I don't think it was for me. I don't, I don't think it was my style. I actually think that maybe I've either grown up or it's a different audience. Yeah. But um, I, I went to see it a second time, and I was like, yeah, I. I there's things in it that I don't like that doesn't feel Star Wars to me but that may be just because I've grown up watching the original six and yeah. well, we call it the original six now um, <laughs> but yeah it was just uh, it was it was yeah it was not mine and yeah. I, I, I enjoyed um, The Force Awakens but I mean yeah I, <laughs> but people people don't yeah. even realise like I think there's also a generation now that wasn't around when the first I mean I wasn't part of that generation that was around during the original but I have been told by a lot of people you know People didn't like The Empire Strikes Back when it came out. There was a series of... There was a group of people that fucking hated it. Same for The Return of the Jedi. But I don't get that, though. Like, hey, can't... Like, Return of the Jedi, I can understand that. I can kind of, yeah. See, but... But if you come... If you've just watched um, A New Hope, you can't... I don't understand the logic in that. It's like... It's like if we went out and seen Batman Begins and then you went and seen A Dark Knight. It's like, oh, that was shit. I mean, like, like, I get the, I get there's a pedestal, but like, when it's yeah, a good movie, like, you, you, yeah, you, stop, you stop, it, it's yeah, like, stop, stop. I think the comparison is definitely comparison is the, um, the enemy of of progress because it, it's dangerous to compare. Like, The Force Awakens was an easy movie. It was a, you know, it was made. There was no risks taken with that film. It was essentially, and I, I'm not afraid to say, it, but that's what made it good. It was a New Hope 2.0. They, you go back and watch that, and there's a lot of elements in that that was a New Hope, but it didn't make oh, it a yeah. bad film. It was one of the most successful films of all time. However, the Last Jedi took some risks, and they're not always going to land. That's what a risk is. Like you're supposed yeah. to take. And I was just grateful. I was just glad that they took some risks. And Empire did the same. Back then, if you, it just you've just got to give it some time to set in. But unfortunately, the guy who wrote a book about Brad taking risks. Yeah, I, I get exactly. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, look at More Rats, for instance. More Rats is a is a cult classic, but it did. Oh, it was a flop. It was a fucking huge flop. After yeah, Clerks, oh, it was a massive flop when it came. People weren't around when it happened. It made a million dollars or something ridiculous. Like, like, not even. It was just something. It was horribly a flop, but it found its audience. And you've got to just like, if it's not for you. Move on. Go and find what's for you. Go and find, exactly. you know... It doesn't... Dude, it's just, yeah. You summed up me perfectly right there. If you yeah. enjoy it, step away from it. Step, yeah. Put yourself out of the situation. Move on, yeah. Uh, uh, it's a good analogy there, mate. Yeah, it's, it's just, you can't, you can't... And you can't do what everyone else is doing because you're not going to stand out. You know, the people that you that we all admire, you know, your, your, your Jim Lees and your Stan Lees and your um, Todd McFarlane's, your Frank Millers, they, would, they all did something different. And there's people that exactly. didn't like them, but I will attest, I do not get to Serenade without reading Sin City. Like, it, yeah. it, it can't, it, Serenade cannot exist in, in, the, in my story, in my... Um, my documentary, my uh, television movie, without me reading Sin City and what well, watching Sin City first of all, and then reading Sin City. So, uh, and there's you know you really need if we want to stand out, you need to push the boundaries. Stop going for what everybody else is doing. Stop chasing trends. 
because that only lasts for so long. And yeah. you don't you can't get a following that's gonna follow you for what your what you do and what you love to do if you're not doing what you love to do. And you're not doing something different and 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 um, not following trends and kind of being ahead of the curve. So that's kind of always been my philosophy. Oh, is... man, you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. hit the nail on the head, definitely. Yeah, you're definitely one of those guys. Um, <laughs> you're one of those guys that I definitely agree is, is, is out there just doing your thing and it's so important to do so because you'll find... You'll find your following and you'll find your niche and a niche if you once you find your niche, you're good to go, man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I mean like that's that's proven like with this latest Kickstarter man, it's it's gonna be the one of the, the probably the most successful Kickstarters I've had today. Um, you know, within the first three days we were already at seventy five well, we were at seventy five percent funding, we had it back and pull out yesterday. But I mean that's I feel good about where this is going already. It's like well, I've, I'm only a couple pages in, but yeah. I mean it's 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 had a great response on Kickstarter, um, all all round pretty much like profit wise, percentage wise, followers wise. It's it better than the last four that I did, and I mean the the buzz around it. Even people that haven't backed it yet, they're they're already asking about well, what is it about? Like they're asking me in person. Convention just that uh, last last week. I had a lot of people talking to me about it who were in the comics and like, oh, you need a project. What's it, what's it about? Well, we're really intrigued. So it's it's the kind of thing where you just got to go. Okay, I step away from it. Push push everything else away. And what am I going to do? What am I going to do to improve myself? Yeah. Um, and I think that's hopefully that's evidence in my work. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been it's been great to be able to go back now and refine what I'm doing almost. Like I'm, I'm hoping that this next series does that. Yeah. Um, I say six months, but I might push them out even quicker if I'm doing less cons. Okay. Um, I will be doing and, and trying to you know just really work with what I'm doing now and try and build my craft because I love doing the friends, but I want to focus more so on building my art and building my writing skills. Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. All right, well, we've all, we've hit a couple of hours now, so. Oh shit! Yeah, I didn't realize that. Two hours. That's, <laughs> been... uh, that's a quite that's a stint. Yes, it's quite the stint. We might have to split this up into a couple of episodes, but um, and it's actually start. I'm in my shed right now, and it's starting to fucking bucket down raining. I was which, gonna say. Can you hear something? Like, yeah, I'm. Um, raining. I'm, I thought it was here. Yeah. And I was like, no. I'm not gonna say because he might be his, you uh, might be your, uh, his speaker. And I don't want to don't no, want to it's, take it's, off. It's definitely, it's definitely my. I've got a tin roof in here. I'm just thinking, I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna fix that. Hopefully, it didn't damage the recording too bad, but it should. It, oh, it's only just started, so it should be all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, so anything you want to plug? Websites, comic yeah, books, man. anything? Go um, nuts. You can hook me up on Instagram if you're looking for my work. Uh, it's created by Kieran. It's called. Um, I chuck all my artwork. It's mostly my primal use for social media. I have reactivated Twitter. Same again at created by Kieran. Okay. I have started using that more. Uh, but I mean, yeah, primal prim- Instagram. Um, the Kickstarter for In Purgatory, which should have been first. Um, you can check that out on Kickstarter if you type in In Purgatory uh, you'll, it'll come straight up awesome uh, you can check that out we've got some really cool bundles in order I'm just going to bring up my screen so I can go through them um, we've got enamel pin stickers uh, limited edition prints 
for anyone that's listening who knows who Matt Kime is, he is actually a guest artist on this issue. I'm actually going to try and have guest artists on each issue to do a page nice. or two. Uh, I want to try and start collaborating with people. That's important in the comics world, especially. Yeah, of course, of course. And, and bring relationships like we've talked about this evening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like really some cool, I've got some really cool stuff in order. I do have some extra things that I'm going to be adding when we hit the midway mark. Yeah. Um, especially um, goals. Hopefully if we get those get the funding which looks like it's going to happen nice um after three days but yeah so it's it's going really well we're at uh, 1000 we were at 1500 we lost it back like i said so we're back to 1425 so we're looking to get that back up but we'll hopefully we get the funding in the next weekend nice, um, nice. so yeah check that out instagram uh, instagram Kickstarter, it's all linked into the Kickstarter. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll whack those all in the episode notes for you as well and the description yeah. on YouTube so that people can find yeah. those as well. Um, and you can pick up oh, Talking sorry. Bread. You can pick up the Talking Bread on halftoneproductions.com.au all my artwork and prints and I'm going to start throwing actual original art up on there too if you want to check that out. Awesome. See what it's about. Awesome, awesome. Well, and and that's it. You've got every... You're, fuck, you've, you're real good at plugging, bro. I'm going to give you that. You're better than me. Uh, I've done it a couple of times. Uh, I always forget shit. Um, yeah, so I'll whack all that on the episode notes that you can find that in the description. Um, thank you, man, so much for finally coming on. Uh, I know it took a bit of bit of messing around, um, but I think I have to go and and help get the little one in bed if I can get through yes. this rain. Um, yes. It's definitely definitely uh, feeding time for dad and sleep time for mum. So yes. um, thank you so much for being on, man. Uh, and I'll talk to you soon. Too easy, dude. Thank right, you. Right. No, I know that I can't make you stay. But where's your heart? But where's your heart? But where's your Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, that was a wonderful episode. Thank you, Kieran, yet again uh, for coming on. In case you didn't hear uh, some of those links, those links are down in the episode notes if you're listening on iTunes and in the description if you are listening on YouTube. Um, again, I want to thank Kieran so much. That was a fantastic episode. Uh, we really got deep on that one. Um, and went to a place that I didn't think we'd go to, but I was hoping we'd go to, which is just fantastic, which makes it even better that we went there. Um, without further ado, I think I just want to say thank you so much uh, for listening, everybody. Um, it's It's been a fantastic 21 episodes. I'm having so much fun doing this, and I am not stopping anytime soon. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Uh, so Kieran's Kieran's Instagram is created by Kieran. Uh, you can find him on the halftoneproductions.com.au. Uh, that's where you can find all of his prints. As you full well know, you can find all my work on www.jordanmorpethart.com. Yes, it's jordanmorpethart.com. Uh, that's my little plug. I'm working on this... Uh, this episode really inspired me, and as Kieran always does when I have a chat with him and I catch up with him, um, as I did over the weekend at Oz Comic Con a couple of weeks back, 
he's really inspired me to get back into Serenade and back into writing and illustrating my graphic novel. And that's what I'm going to be doing. And my plan is to have Serenade Volume 1, uh, Book 1, done, done and dusted, all eight chapters by next year. Uh, so I'm slugging through that. I'm trying to get that done. I'm trying to get more content out to you guys, get more podcasts. If you ever have any ideas of who I should have on here, um, I can try my hardest. Uh, any of my friends, I'm trying to get all my friends on here. However, um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I have been your host, Mr. Jordan Morpeth. Uh, and if you like this episode, please ensure you share it with, uh, with your friends. Uh, please make sure if you're listening on iTunes to give us a review. Uh, that really helps us get up into the uh, new and noteworthies and all the uh, and really get the, get the podcast uh, following uh, a lot bigger. Um, so if you, if you're listening on iTunes, please give us, write us a review, uh, give us a star rating. Uh, that would be much appreciated. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, please make sure to share, comment, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Um, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Making Lemonade. And as always, don't forget, stay weird.